132 of the of Werewolves, our first episode in October. The spooky season is upon us. Um, we are a day late because I went to a concert last night for the first time in like two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm old and I yeah. am still recovering. The reason being, yeah. there's the place that I went to is this, uh, this venue in St. Petersburg called Janus live and it's not janice like in friends (laughs) (laughs) oh my my god God. (laughs) it's not that it's j-a-n-n-u-s and essentially imagine like you're walking down a city street then there's a bar and there's another bar and then there's a restaurant and then there's a courtyard and then there's a bar Mm -hmm. and then in Mm -hmm. that courtyard they just decided to make a Stadium, like a like a concert venue with a stage right. and people selling pizza so, and T-shirts and stuff. That's Janus Live. So, so it's like so it's like Nashville with their hockey arena. There. Yeah, basically, it's, it's the like exact same thing. Yeah, you're you're just kind of like walking along and you're like, oh, I, we're gonna go. There's a concert here. All right, cool. Um, yeah, and um, it was uh, so I went to see Manchester Orchestra, um, and they were fantastic. But I had the, the doors open at six thirty. There were two opening bands, which I just am not able to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the, the first opening band was um, it was like Sloth Slot Thrust or Snot Thrust or something like that. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, very very talented trio. Just their music was just not my thing. Um, mm-hmm. The second band was Foxing, and Foxing was fucking incredible. They were absolutely amazing, put on a fantastic show. Um, and then more, Manchester Orchestra, they put on absolutely amazing show. Just a, It was great to go see live music again. But, like I said, I got there at around, I don't know, six-something, maybe closer to seven. You know, the, 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 the first band didn't take the stage until 7.30. The second band didn't take stage until 8.15. Third mm-hmm. band didn't take the stage until after nine. Then it was like a half an hour to get out of the parking garage because I think one of oh, the gates yeah. was busted. And then it was a forty-five minute drive home. Yeah. And at that point, yeah. I was like, I was—I mean, I was already planning on taking the day off, just to. Right. But I was like, I was just kind of wrecked, and I was like, I can't go to sleep. I'm just gonna end up getting all beat. So I just kind of went upstairs and played some Far Cry for like half an hour until I felt like I'd kind of settle down or whatever. But mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I am just old. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I've kind of, I had to come to that conclusion too because not that long ago, I would have gone to the masquerade on a Tuesday. Yeah, you know, got gotten home at like two and then been up at six at the hospital the next day, and yep. I, I just can't do it anymore. And I'm, I'm gonna be even in even worse shape in November because, uh, well, you know, I bought those corn and stain yep. tickets and then ended up not being able to go, so I still haven't been and. Uh, as luck would have it, or, or misfortune, or however, we, however you want to look at it, I've got two shows, literally two days in a row now in November. Uh, oh wow! Because uh, yeah, Gene had bought tickets for Jelly Roll and wanted me to go with him, and I was like, yeah, I don't know, man, I'm old and this, that, and the other. And he and I was finally just like, fuck it, I haven't seen Jelly in God 
two or three years now, mm-hmm. probably maybe more. He was one of the last last artists I saw before, you know, on my last concert. Yeah. And um, and then uh, last week, uh, I got a random text from this number that I didn't recognize, and it was like, "Hey, Jacob's dad, uh, he gave me your number. Uh, I bought Guar tickets, and I can't use them. I'm going to give them to you." Oh shit! If that's okay, and I was like, "What? Fuck that's yes. always okay." <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but it's it's literally the the Jelly Roll show is a Saturday in Atlanta, and Guar is that Friday in Atlanta. So I've got I'm going to be worthless for a couple of days. I'm I'm guessing after that. Yeah, for me, I realized at one point that like I can't. It, it was like okay, I can't do like a beginning of the week show. Like Monday, yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday. Then it was like, okay, I can't do Thursday. Even though it used to be like, well, I could do a Thursday night show because Friday is like, that's fine. I can kind of like fake it for a day. Sure. And then it was like, nope, can't do Thursday. So it kind of sl- – so I'm like, now the perfect show would be like like Saturday, but not too late. Like, the, yeah, like Saturday there was, um, You know, because they would do – oh, there was like a, a music festival in Atlanta. Not, not the Piedmont Park, but um, – there's another one. It's got a weird name. I can't remember what it is. It's three days long. Mm-hmm. And um, it was right before uh, things started shutting down. And Jimmy World was playing. And I don't, like, if they're playing, I try not to to miss it. Mm-hmm. But um, they were playing not, like, at the festival, but not at the festival. Is it like, midnight. And it was a Saturday night. I was like, I can't. I can't. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that I have the whole next day. Because, yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, you I don't, right? Like, <laughs> like, you don't. If you've got kids and other things right. going on, I mean, yeah, you probably could find a way to carve out. But also, it's just not the same thing. So now it's like it's a very specific. It's like I might be able to do a Friday show, but it depends on how my week goes because I might be really tired on Friday. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. I could do Saturday at 5 p.m. So come on, alternative bands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Horrorcore rappers? Yeah. At midnight? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, I need, I need, like, I remember going to see Lindsey Buckingham, uh, who admittedly would draw a much older crowd. I went to see Lindsey Buckingham at, um, oh shit, where we saw Kevin Smith. What was that, the Variety? Yeah. Yeah. I saw Lindsey Buckingham at the Variety, and it was the perfect show. Because it was all people older than me. No no standing. All seats. (laughs) No opening band. Oh, nice. Show started promptly at eight he played for an hour and 20 minutes was absolutely amazing no encore was done i was like are you fucking kidding me no opening band i'm leave at 9 30 i'm home by 10 15 that is that's the dream <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that, that is the dream <laughs> he's on his tour bus in his pajamas i'm at home in my pajamas it's perfect <laughs> oh i know I'm so much more likely to be awake at like 3.30 or 4 because I had to get up early for some shit than I am just getting home from a show these days. Yes, yes. But I mean, that being said, it's been like the last band I saw. I saw Guster in April of 2019, um, and I think it was at at the the Tabernacle. 
um, mm-hmm. which is just a great place to that you know and that is the thing I miss obviously I mean I miss you the most about not being in Atlanta going to noon and seeing movies and stuff um, but in terms of like actually Atlanta itself it's like there's yeah. just not that kind of scene down here where you've got you know four or five different venues that can host you know somebody that only draws in you know whatever less than a thousand people right you know because you had the variety you've got the tabernacle you've got that other one uh shit i can't remember the name well it used to be called the roxy now it's i think they they call it the buckhead theater yeah Um, i think yeah then there's another one more down by like the botanical gardens i can't remember the name of that one Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, I saw Butch Walker at the, the ASO, at the Atlanta mm-hmm. Symphony, and he was mm-hmm. fucking fantastic. So, I mean, and then you've got, like, the fucking, what's it, the Rainbow Unicorn or something? Like, these little kind of grimy, like, 100-person places, but there's still, like, great bands go there. Yeah. Um, and you don't have that here. Like, it's literally, I think, like, because Tampa has, like, you know, where the Bucks play, so they'll get, like people like Raymond James okay like the Rolling Stones are playing in Raymond James but in terms of like sure. like a places where like Manchester Orchestra would go like it's Janice live <laughs> so it's like okay I need to get a good pair of shoes because I'm going to be standing a lot <laughs> right <laughs> but um but anyway uh go see Manchester Orchestra they, they put on a great show and they're touring tickets are available so go nuts um all right so we have three three movies to get into um, this fine evening, I have been kind of going back on my my horror backlog. So, like, I rewatched. I haven't seen Christine in ages, so I rewatched. Oh shit, that's funny. I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. No, no. <laughs> I did the same. I switched from. Uh, I, I didn't do. I'm not doing my slashers. My, uh-huh. my 90s and, and alt slashers, like I talked about last show. I've actually been going like this, like deep dive into Stephen King stuff all mm-hmm. October. Yeah. Been watching almost nothing but King and like Stephen King adjacent things. So like, yep. one night we watched Carrie from mm-hmm. the, the remake or the original. No, the original. Yeah, it's such a great movie. They're all gonna then, laugh at you. Yeah, and then immediately after that, I put Carrie two on because I hadn't seen The Rage in a long time. Oh God, I haven't seen that in forever. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was interesting. It was like you know, it almost did the thing that every other thing's doing now, where it's like years later but a direct sequel to yeah yeah but it's like however many years later and and like that's something i never kind of connected before this one mm-hmm. um but the this time watching them but the the girl they kind of this one survivor sort of from 76 carry the girl with the curly hair who's like kind of crazy at the end or whatever uh the has one the dream that, that has the dream yeah yeah she's working at the high school that Carrie too is at. She's one of the main. She's the main, the good, nice teacher in that in the in the oh, sequel. Okay. I completely would not have known that, or wouldn't have remembered it had I not just watched, you know, yeah, seventy six. I definitely it. would not have noticed that. Yeah, so it's been kind of fun. I've seen some things I haven't seen since high school, like the um, Graveyard Shift. You know, some things uh, Mangler, like some things I haven't yeah. seen, or maybe I only saw it once. You know, it's it's. It's been fun. Yeah, and it's funny because in Christine, like, I'd forgotten how, like, little time they kind of spend explaining that the changes that the 
the main character there is kind of going through how he's getting cool and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I mean, it really was just like, okay, his his friends sees him making out when he's playing football. You know what I mean? And you're like, in the book, I mean, obviously they went into so much more detail about, you know, kind of what that, you know, the the change that he was going through and, and kind of all mm-hmm. that stuff that they they really kind of rushed it in the but in the in the movie but at the same time like man you forget like you know some of those those practical effects of of, yes. of christine um you know uh fixing herself and and all that right. stuff and then the you know right. the, the way they 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 shot some of those those chase scenes to be like almost like christine was like a like a caged animal kind of come like shoving itself mm-hmm. in the alleyway after yes. the one guy like i mean yeah. just these really really cool or just like you know like kind of riding down the street you know on fire and all that stuff that mm-hmm. um you know you kind of forgive the the lack of you know maybe character development or whatever you want to call it because the effects were so cool um, yeah but um yeah that's such a brilliant thing man for for the time too you know yeah I, and, and not not that there weren't like amazing effects before us but like like crushing a car and then filming that, but then playing it in reverse to show the car fix itself and stuff like that. That's right. fucking genius, right? <laughs> yeah. It looks so good. Yeah. And I didn't realize that movie. So that book came out in April of 83 and the movie came out in December of 83. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had no idea there was, there was that, um, that little time between, um, when the book came out and when they they made the movie, yeah, I didn't. I knew it was the same year, but um, you know, it it was like King Fever back then, right? Like everything, studios could not wait to like. It's kind of happening again now with everything, you know, since it was a hit and all that. Um, yeah, kind of King Fever is is alive and kicking again. Well, I think I think he had such a long string of you know just not great adaptations, and then. Right. kind of a string of really good ones so that's uh, yep. definitely definitely helped um okay so this first movie um is a movie that uh well let's be perfectly honest we both thought it was going to be a different movie <laughs> <laughs> um and that yep. is dash cam um but not the horror movie dash cam uh done by the director writer director of um, the host. Um, this is a um, kind of, I don't know, political thriller. I guess you would call it psychological yeah. thriller. And um, so it's written and directed by Christian Nielsen um, and uh, stars um, Eric Tabak. I think is how you pronounce his last name um, as Jake, um, who is the. Uh, the main character it it um you know when we when we 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 got the email for the screener they they kind of mentioned um blowout uh mm-hmm. in it and um i don't know if you've ever seen blowout um i don't think so yeah so blowout is the john travolta movie that he kind of made um, oh yeah no I, I haven't seen it I know what you're talking about yeah so he plays an audio engineer who's like mixing a movie and he essentially hears um, a murder um, and then gets involved with this woman and just trying to figure out like kind of who was killed and, and, and all that stuff um, so this is the first kind of feature by, by Christian Nielsen um, 
And uh, so Jake is a, a video editor. Um, he's kind of, uh, you get the impression based on, you know, conversations he's had with his girlfriend that he, he's kind of a recluse. He wants to be a reporter. He wants to be breaking stories, but he basically, um, kind of sits at home is editing. And there's, um, there's a story that, um, his news station is doing where there's an officer involved shooting. Um, a, a DA was pulled over, uh, for driving drunk by a police officer. The, the DA essentially pulled a gun on the officer they both shot each other and both of them died mm-hmm. and jake is waiting for the dash cam footage from the new york city police department uh before he can put the package together you know with the voiceover and the 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 guy who the anchor or not the anchor but the report all that stuff so that they could get it out for the news well while he's waiting for the uh, he gets the dash cam video and then he gets another email from some unknown address with a link to all of these confidential materials uh, that he promptly downloads and starts looking through and starts realizing that this, the scenario is outlined in the dash cam, this officer involved shooting is not exactly what the me- what the police department is making it out to be. And because mm-hmm. so much of this movie is told, is shown from the perspective of him you know, editing footage and the, the, I thought, I was like, oh, this makes sense. Yeah, this is the guy who yeah. directed Host. Like, right. Of, um, <laughs> you know, and you're trying to, so, so I'm kind of looking at this movie going, okay, kind of waiting for there to be some sort of supernatural aspect Same. to it. Um, and yep. there, there, there wasn't, but I was totally sucked into this thing. Even like once I even, once I kind of realized, like, cause I stopped and I looked it up and I was like, Okay, that's not. You know, I did the same thing. I did this. I was waiting for there to be. Some, I knew there. Were, I didn't know anything. I didn't watch trailers. As, as I've, I'm gonna have this guilt against that. I think a little bit on some of these. Things. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I was like, wait a minute. So I, I was like, it, it was getting well on into it, and I yeah. finally paused it, and I was like, let me see what other people thought about this because I'm into it, but I can't imagine if you saw a host and you were like, this is his next thing, and then the first line of the first thing I read was about a girl. Uh, taking her boyfriend's car, and I was like, "Well, that's not what happened." <laughs> <laughs> but but I found myself on, you know, kind of literally at times on the edge of my seat, kind of craning forward yeah. to see, like, what do I see in the video? You know, when mm-hmm. he's when he's doing the work, or he's lining up the audio of you know gunshots, or you know, trying to figure out, like, and I'm sitting there going, "Well, wait a minute, was there a third shot? Was there, you know?" So right. Despite the fact that this was not the movie that I, I thought it was going to be, not made by the person I thought it was going to be, I still was totally sucked into this thing yep. to, to try to find out what was happening. And I think in large part, it's, you know, the, it, it's a very simple, it's a simple premise. You know, it's kind of like that rear window um, you know, like I said, blow out like one guy, mm. you know, just kind of like doing his best to dig into something to figure out what's going on. And because it's so kind of limited, they really can just focus on the work that he's doing. Um, and, and Eric, uh, Tabak or Tabak, however you pronounce his name, the guy who played Jake did, did a really good job because he's at first yeah. kind of like, yeah, there's a conspiracy. People I think he's like, whatever, it's all kind of bullshit, but he's also frustrated because, he wants to be reporting the news. Then he realizes there could be something there. And then it turns into, holy shit, this is my opportunity 
mm-hmm. I might be able to turn this into something. So he's actually like invested and then his investment in it really helped bring like my investment into it to try to figure out like, well, right. what actually did happen? Um, right. Yeah. This is another example of, of, you know, probably done during the pandemic. It's mostly one location. I would say 90%, you know, just Jake's yep. small apartment. Right. Um, and the movie kind of lives or dies on his performance. And he was, mm-hmm. he was fantastic. Yeah. And I mean, and, and that's the thing, like, you know, we're, we're, we've been getting screeners and stuff about movies made, you know, um, during the, the pandemic. And that we, in fact, we just got one the other day for, it was like an anthology of stuff from the pandemic and so many, and I, I get it. Like when yeah. you're, making movies about the pandemic, you're going to make pandemic kind of related movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not something I'm interested in watching. I don't, did you notice that it was Larry Fassenden was Lieberman, yeah. the DA? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who looks like, like Larry Fassenden looks like, if you look at his picture on IMDb, like that's him, like in everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's kind of funny that I mean he's like a horror staple. Um, yeah, you know it, it's kind of funny that uh, he he's in this movie that we thought was going to be a horror movie and ended up kind of not being one. But um, but anyway, like yeah, I, I think he was great. Jacob's wife too. He's yeah, playing a, a role that's you know in a horror film, but still not a role he typically would have taken on. Yeah, like I think that if you're if you know making a good use of the limited scope of what you can do, it doesn't have to be a movie about a pandemic. It can... Oh, for sure, yeah. You know, it it just has to make use of the limitations, you know. Mm -hmm. And, and I mean, and this this absolutely delivered. Um, I mean, you know, like, again, this isn't by the same guy, but, you know, like Host. Host wasn't about a pandemic. Host was about an online seance, you know, shit like that. right. Right, exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, so it releases on uh, digital, I guess, uh, October nineteenth. Yeah. Uh, so you know, go ahead and, and check it out. Um, and then at some point, we'll we'll try to get the other dash cam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can. Yeah. Uh, we compare uh, and contrast. I was say we'll probably still be talking about this one. <laughs> we watched that one. <laughs> like, remember the other dash cam? It yeah, was right. good. This one, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so the next movie uh, actually came out on Shutter. I want to say was it last Friday? Yeah. Um, Thursday, Friday, last Thursday, Friday. Yeah, I don't remember which one. Um, and that is the latest in the VHS uh, series of anthologies, and that is VHS 94. And um, you know, kind of as uh, as indicated in the title, um, you know, similar to uh, what was the, the viral? Is that one? Viral was the last one. Yeah. Yeah. So so that kind of theme where it's it's all stuff filmed with, you know. Um, uh, camcorders and and kind of like everything's on a, a CRT uh, TV, um, you know it's 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 meant to be kind of uh, in the the, the early nineties. So no no cell phones, no uh, right. no internet, none of that stuff. Um, so the uh, there is um, five 
well, I guess counting the wraparound, six different uh, stories. But the wraparound is all um, these uh, SWAT team is um so it's written and directed by jennifer reader um and th- this swat team is essentially raiding this compound and 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 there's some people there that we see who've like kind of like been huffing this like goop i guess <laughs> um mm-hmm. there's some vapor and they're like kind of like gouging their own eyes out and then um there's like this voice on on a speaker talking about you know you know, everybody, whatever, follow the follower, there's, you know, the night you've been waiting for and all that stuff and, and, you know, follow the signal and all that stuff. And so, you know, as they kind of like are investigating this compound, they're kind of seeing, you know, this VHS tape and, and some more dead cultists and stuff. And then that's kind of when the, the first, like the, the 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 first uh um story starts to play so so the whole idea is that these SWAT team is kind of like raiding this drug place but then they find these this tape that's playing with all this stuff so um like i said yeah, it's so, like all of these all these VHS movies they always try to do something with VHS tapes in the wraparound yeah and it's almost always unnecessary and it's yes. almost always my least favorite part yeah. of the whole thing yeah, yeah. Um, so the first uh, first one was called, um, uh, sorry, uh, Storm Drain, Storm. and that's uh, uh, written and directed by Chloe Okuno, Oku- Oku- Okuno, sorry, uh, who's uh, done a bunch of shorts, um, nothing uh, kind of full length, um, and it's basically uh, kind of um had a kind of a Stephen King uh, feel to it for me. Um, you know, you've got the sewers, you've got some kind of rat activity, um, it's a pretty impressive creature design. Um, yeah. I don't, uh, you know, I, I don't want to go into like spoiling kind of what, no, what, the, what, what all of these are, but, um, the, the, the movie itself, like the different shorts, you know, you've got, so that one's kind of like, you know, newscasters investigating, um, you know, some, some weird happenings in the the storm drains and then ends up becoming kind of part of this, the story. Um, Ryan Prowse uh, wrote and directed um, terror, which is a uh, kind of a, a mashup of um, like uh, these kind of MAGA militias who are like trying to impose their own version of law and order who also happen to have like a vampire or something captured yeah. and they're they're essentially using his blood um then the fact that it reacts to sunlight as like this um explosive substance um right. which is a pretty novel idea i gotta be <laughs> i never yeah i gotta be honest i yeah. never never in a million years um would have uh would have considered anything um like that and then um uh the the the, the uh, Simon Barrett uh, he has one called the Empty Wake which is all about a young woman um, who uh, is like basically there's a wake at a funeral home and she basically has to just stay there in case people show up uh, to it and um, yeah, overnight right Cause yeah like overnight they, everybody else is like leaving for the day and she, for whatever reason her job is to stay there right with the body right. <laughs> Overnight. Right. And I mean, I actually thought, you know, so, so 
Simon Barrett is, you know, he's he he's he's a writer. He wrote the guest. He he, you know, wrote You're Next with um, Adam Wingard, and and the last movie we watched by him, which is also now on Shutter, was Seance, which neither one of us was a huge fan of. I I liked the the Wake or the Overnight Wake, whatever they call it. Um, the Empty Wake, yeah. The Empty Wake, empty. way more than I liked Seance. <laughs> Me too. This was, I mean, this would have been the star of the show if not for the other short we haven't mentioned yet. This right. One, because this one was the one, I swear, if you take all four VHS movies and I got to pick shorts out of each one, like, I could make the best anthology of all time. But yeah. They're, they're, they're never all bangers. It's always one or two that are really fucking good, mm-hmm. and then the other, and a couple that are okay or whatever. And this one was unfortunately no exception, but it, it, upon initially watching it, The Empty Wake, I was like, man, holy shit. Yeah. Like, this one was really cool. And I was like, man, but I still knew it wasn't going to be the best just based on who I knew was doing the subject. Right. And so that leads us to the subject uh, written and directed by uh, Timo Tiahanto, who, of course, is one of our favorite filmmakers um, having done. So uh, they did a segment in VHS, too, but May the Devil Take You... um, Night comes for us. It that will take you to, you know. Night comes for us. Still, you know, is one of my all-time favorite action movies. It's just absolutely brutal, but but a fantastic cinematography, pacing, like all of it. Um, so yeah, once I I saw that that uh, that he was going to be um, doing a segment for this, I was like, well, all these other segments is me just kind of waiting, yes, to see what he does, <laughs> and it it did not disappoint i mean oh, just it was so good it was heartbreaking it was gory it like body horror like amazing kind of practical effects um yeah. just the whole the whole nine yards um so much fun too yeah like it's, it's just so over the top like it's it's amazing yeah, I mean, it, it reminded me of, like, some of the stuff that if you were going to the video store in the 90s, yep, you know, and you're looking at the back of the box, and you see, you know, whatever, like, wait, wait, did that, does that guy have a saw blade for an arm, and he's, like, stabbing <laughs> yes. a SWAT team officer? Well, fuck yeah, I'm running that, right? Yeah, and then you right. throw it in, and it's just this, like, over-the-top gore-fest, you know, um, kind of from beginning to end, um, but with a heart as well, which is yeah. was was unexpected. Right. Um, and I don't know, like what um, you know when they go to make these anthologies. Like, it'd be interesting to know because I mean, you know, so he so you know him and Simon Barrett obviously have a much bigger kind of filmography behind them compared to some of these other folks. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it'd be interesting to know, like what the process is that goes into deciding um you know who's going to make these subjects right. or these shorts and then you know do they have uh like essentially you can do whatever you want like you've got a budget but you can do whatever you want as long as it fits in the you know in this case the you know the limitation of the overarching you know, 1994 theme. Right, the idea, yeah, that they're all, like, VHS tapes and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know what, I don't know if they do, like, submissions and they pick, because it it almost seems like 
with the with the talent they get for these things, they're, they're able to cherry pick kind of, or maybe just say, hey, we're going to do another one. You you know, you want to do something and and throw some money at these cats. Like I don't know how that works because you look at something like the ABC's Death, and that's you know twenty six short films, <clears throat> and there's two of them. And and I know they're just assigned a letter, and I think, you know, because th- those vary in length as well. So I'm not sure how they do these projects, to be honest. Because you know it would be interesting to, and you would think I would have looked into that by now after the fourth fucking VHS, and and some of my favorite directors have done segments in each of them. But yeah, I have no idea how they how they kind of do it. Yeah. Because it's, um, I mean, it's, it, 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 and all the styles are different. Like, I mean, in the Simon Barrow one, I mean, they definitely took that, like, like the subject, even though, like, the video, it's, there's some more liberties taken, I think, with, with that one in terms mm-hmm. of the, the style of filming and everything. Whereas, you know, the, the Empty Wake is definitely like, it's switching between almost like these security cameras in, in the, um, uh, at the or not just security cameras, but just cameras set up to film the wake um, at the funeral mm-hmm. home. So I mean, depending on you know, and then like um, you know, terror is like you know, there's like there's definitely someone filming the 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 actions of these you know f- the, these guys for posterity's sake. Right. Um, you know, the subjects seem to have a little more kind of like creative freedom in the, in that regard. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of how they they decided to do it, but. Um, yeah, it was great. Like I was a little worried, um, to be honest, because you know the last VHS. Like I, I, I know you had said that it was not very good. The yeah, viral. viral I, yeah, and I liked maybe one short and viral that I remember, and, and it's been a long time since I watched it. But I remember being fairly let down, and there were people who who hated all of them, and, mm-hmm. and I, I really liked the first two. Um, but viral, just man, it was a. A disappointment and this one thankfully wasn't you know it's back to form if not probably you know one of the it's up there like, yeah. like i said i could take one or two shorts out of one two in this one and make the greatest anthology ever made so yeah i mean and i do agree with you like the wraparound i just like i don't care because it's like all these wraparounds you you just kind of assume it's not what it is right right it's, you never yeah. have the wraparound where it's like like in this case, it wasn't like, oh, the SWAT team—they they find the drug dealers, they arrest them, and everyone goes home and has dinner with their kids, <laughs> right? Like, I mean, it's like the wraparound is always just some setup for something to, you know, shocker. It's not what you think, and you yeah. know, whatever. Somebody's involved in some nefarious thing, so you're just like, all right, whatever. Can yep. we just like? And that's every anthology, specifically like the indie stuff. Mm-hmm. It's always there's a babysitter mm-hmm. and she finds a tape that says "Watch me," and yeah. the kids go to bed and she watches three shorts. Yeah. And then at the end, whatever one of the things from the short shows up in the house or something. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, so it's like, just how about we just don't? <laughs> yeah. Right. Or, or if you're gonna do it. You have to do it like Southbound or like Trick or Treat or something where they're right. all tied in some way together. But yep. when they're all so vastly different, right. then you really don't need a wraparound because none of these things are going to be connected in, in anyway. So right. it doesn't matter. And you're basically just not to take anything away from the people because they worked hard on it and I get all that. But yeah. it's just 
it's unnecessary and it's it always just ends up being can we get to the fucking shorts please like oh, this is i don't care about this you know that kind of thing right like i would rather they just gave jennifer reader just a short like yeah, let's exactly. not worry about a wraparound like just give her a right. short same yep. as anything else yep. just call it a day <laughs> i mean have, have whatever <laughs> fucking do a fucking crypt keeper keeper who just has, yeah, ba- exactly. has bad puns and introduces it right like right. That, yep. that's all you need you don't yep you know whatever <laughs> um okay so as we mentioned before vhs94 currently available on on shutter um so definitely um check uh check that one out okay so um last movie uh, that we're going to talk about um was released um in theaters i guess technically in like august um yeah. and i know it had i think it played at fantasia fest i don't remember um i know it played a festival sometime i just can't remember mm. but you and i had both kind of had heard about it and been waiting for it um and uh that is uh the night house um so mm. written by ben collins and luke Pro- pia Trotsky, and then um directed by uh, David Bruckner. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so, you know, David Bruckner, the last thing that, that we had watched him in was, uh, so the director was The Ritual, which I know yeah. you were much more of a fan of than I was. And now that I've seen this movie, I want to go back and watch it again because mm. this movie for me is one of the, easily one of my top 10 movies of this year. Mm hmm. Um, also um, um, written by the same dudes that wrote Super Dark Times. So. Okay, yeah. That's yeah. why I was so stoked for this movie. I'm like, holy shit, Super Dark Times writers and the director of The Ritual, like, sign me the fuck up for that. Like, yeah. Every um, day of the week. And in large part, what got to me about this movie, and, and unfortunately, like, I don't want to spoil it because mm-hmm. it's absolutely a movie where you need to go in. It. it the less you know about it, the better. Yeah. Um, I knew nothing other than like, I knew that Rebecca Hall was in it, <laughs> and I knew that there were like there was like a lot of um, you know it, it it was a movie about grief and 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 her kind of seemingly feeling mm-hmm. like she was going crazy. Um, mm-hmm. So an absolutely amazing performance by Rebecca Hall. Like it's a shame yes. that because this is a I mean, you could call it a horror movie. I think it's more of like a mystery thriller. I mean, there's some scary stuff in it, definitely, but it's not in the same way. But she's not going to be afforded the same award consideration Mm -hmm. as whatever fucking Oscar bait comes out at the end of the year. And it's a shame because she it is one of the best performances you will see this year. Like it's it's right there with with Tony Collette and. Oh, and 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 um, um, her- hereditary, Jesus. hereditary, and then uh, what is her name in, in the Invisible Man? It yeah, definitely Elizabeth gave me Invisible Moss. Man. But yeah. yeah, she, it, it was up there with that for me. Like the, the right. fact that she won't get any recognition for it fucking sucks. And it's and I mean this movie is one thousand percent like all about Rebecca Hall, and mm-hmm. it has to be because she, so she plays. Um, Beth, this young woman who we all we know when the movie starts is that her husband has died, and then right. 
what we find out, and this scene was, I actually made my wife watch this scene, the scene in which you find out that her husband didn't just die, he took a rowboat out in the middle of the lake and shot himself in the mouth mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. died. The, the scene in which you find that out was both hilarious and heartbreaking yes. Yes. <laughs> at the same it time. Was chef's kiss. It was so good. Like I said, like I made my wife, wife watch. I was like, you have to watch this. Um, and so as, as she's dealing with the unexpected death of her husband, and then she starts finding things, like she didn't know that he had a gun. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the note that he left her was basically like, nothing's after you, you're fine, or whatever, you're, you're safe now. Like, which is mm-hmm. kind of like dismissive, oddly dismissive, like... You know, and and she says, like, I don't understand why. Like, I was the one who had the depressive episodes. I was the one who needed to have my hand held. Like, I was always the one who had to kind of get pulled back from those dark places. And he was the one who did it. So why is, you know, why why did he kill himself? Why is why is he leaving me a note like this? And well, then she starts finding you know, weird books of things that he. She finds a a half built house out in the woods. And 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 um, and kind of her neighbor, played by Vondi Curtis Hall, who really doesn't want her going there. And then we start to to realize that her husband is hiding things, was hiding mm-hmm. things, and mm-hmm. what he was hiding and what was going on was it was just kind of one thing after another where. You know, you you think it's going down one path, it ends up going yeah. down another path, and then it's like another, and 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 then another, and but not in a way to me that felt cheap or or silly um, or yeah. silly or unearned, or they were just kind of being, you know, they weren't just like throwing up some kind of red herring just right. for the sake of doing it. Like when you follow the progression of what she finds out as she finds it out what it meant and then mm. all the way to the end it it all just followed beautifully and then yep. you're just kind of left and i was like worn out like i had to get up and walk yeah. around because i was like and then yeah. and it's just again like for me like and i and again i i it's like whenever we talk about movies i always feel like on the one hand we're doing a disservice by not fully getting into it but on the other hand like I want someone to go through the same kind of journey that I did where exactly. you're, you're, yeah. you're learning about this stuff as Beth is learning about this stuff. And that's the thing. I think part of the, how this movie works as well as it does is the audience doesn't know any more than Beth does. Mm-hmm. So you're finding out these things as she's finding them out, which means you have all the same questions that she does. Right. And your mind is going to all of these crazy places like hers is. So when right. it finally hits what's going on, you ha- it's this it, I mean obviously it's not the same impact because you're an outside observer and she's a you know this character who had oh, this sure. life with her husband, but it still hits the same. You know, you're yeah. not it's not a situation where you know you are privy to any outside information to where you're kind of waiting for you right. know, for Beth to right. get to the same place that you are. Right. Yeah. There's, there are almost no, no, no scenes where she isn't the focal point. Like, it, I, yeah, it, 
there's no uh, her friend talking to the neighbor and, and we're getting a conversation that she doesn't get. It's exactly. all yeah. from her perspective. And and um, and so and then when it's done and then you're just kind of left and that's when you start thinking like oh my god like you 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 start right. thinking back about what it must have been like you know for yeah. some of the characters in this movie and yes. what that you know how and then and then the magnitude of it just kind of hits you all over again yeah. and I fucking love those movies like I like I oh, said yeah. this about last year when Dark and the Wicked came out like. Like, like I had to get up and walk around after that one. And it was the same thing because it's that full weight, that impact of hitting you and what that means and, and, um, and you know, needing a minute to process it all. And it's like, it yep. was, it was <laughs> yeah. That's the kind of thing that you get that, you know, uh, we watch a lot of things, but when it's, and I go back to it, a creative team of this caliber, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and it's a double-edged sword because sometimes things don't hit, right? And it's like, uh, uh, fucking that, um, that tall man movie with, uh, what's her name that the martyrs guy did after martyrs. And I was just like, I was expecting oh yeah, so much from that movie. And then it was kind of this just paint by numbers kind of little thing. And I was like, well, man, you know, <laughs> you know, so when it is so deflating when it doesn't hit, but man, when you're excited for a movie like this, then it's your, you know, these writers are responsible for, you know, some of the best things that I've seen in recent memory. And then mm-hmm. it's directed by the guy, who, the ritual, I, man, I put that movie on a pedestal. Like, I still talk about it. I still love that movie. Yeah, I need to go back and rewatch it because there's a lot of, like, um, you know, kind of the similarities. Because, I mean, they were they were going into the woods because one of their friends had, had died, right? A horrible thing, yeah, at the, the liquor store. And the guy... His friend could have helped, and he didn't. And then right, 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 right. Robert ended up shooting the guy, and, they, and that was their yearly trip. And they were going on at that time to, you know, in honor of the guy who had died. Uh, right. Yeah, and you know, it's such a a character driven thing, and it's so well done. And then it becomes, you know, it goes from that to what you think is sort of a, almost Blair Witch kind of shit. Yep. Till a full on fucking creature feature with one right. Of, the coolest fucking creatures. I do I, remember original that. Original yeah. designed creature that I've seen in I couldn't tell you when. Yeah. God, that movie's good. Yeah. And this was great, too. And this one, the only other thing I wanted to say, really, that we didn't touch on, and it's not uh, anything to do with the plot, it's it's uh, the use of the background and camera movements yeah. to, to show things in the background that, you know, may or may not be there, I thought was fucking masterful and some of it scared the shit out of me sometimes it was so creepy like but so well done and that's something you know you don't see that a whole lot right and i love it when when there's something like that where you're like did i notice that was that yeah that kind of thing so good but then even even at the very end kind of the way they portrayed a particular aspect of oh yeah um, of of you know, kind of what what was going on was mm-hmm. was great. Like you normally yep. don't see. It was just very kind of creative. Um, you know, use of of space and 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 whatnot mm-hmm. to um, uh, to kind of you know portray something in a in a way that normally they they I've, I've not seen done that way. Uh, yeah. 
but yeah, so it was it was fantastic. Like it was, and there's like a, there's a thing that happens in the movie where you kind of, you felt bad for Rebecca because you you kind of feel like she's finally getting kind of what she wants, and then she doesn't. <laughs> right. And you're like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. <know>? Like, <laughs> Um, but, uh, but yeah, absolutely, you know, definitely check it out. It's, it's well worth it. And, and it's interesting. I had not thought of, um, in the invisible man, uh, but now I need to go and, and watch that one again, because you're right. There's a lot of, uh, the performances are very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, now that I think of it, um, so yeah, so, so you, you, we got some, definitely some good stuff to kick off, uh, kick off. Uh, Halloween season. Um, yeah. I'm not sure. I got to look to see what it is I'm going to watch uh, tomorrow. Um, I got to go back through my. Because I watched Return of the Living Dead and I mm. was like, you know, whatever. It's not my thing. Like, it was fine. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just. There's, there's kind of that whole, like, you know, is in the 80s with the goofy, you know, stoop, yeah. you know, kind of. Uh, employees causing, you know, I don't know. I just, I, I was not, I wasn't down with the premise. I hated the punks. Gotcha. I thought they were oh, well, gotcha. so annoying. Some of the, the creature work was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the story. The Tar Man's the star of the show. But yeah, yeah the Tar Man was amazing. I'm like, God, yeah. how the fuck did they do that? Um, I know. <laughs> but, um, you know, but, uh, you know, in terms of like some of the other stuff, I just, I, I wasn't, I just, just wasn't for me. I mean, I understand, yeah, I can, you know, can can see why folks would like it or you know has the impact that it does but um a lot of these things are, are watched through nostalgia goggles man you know <laughs> if if it's trying to watch them now yeah if you didn't always love them or didn't grow up watching them over and over again on like USA and shit right. th- they certainly don't hit the same <laughs> I can, yeah. I can say I can give you that for sure yeah um but um what's I going to say um and I'm trying to think of what else I have kind of, I got a bunch of stuff and I just haven't kind of gone back through and, and watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd have to, to, to revisit some, some things, um, as well as, you know, go on shutter and see what the, the, the newest stuff is. Um, yeah. but, um, real quick, I did, I did finally finish death loop and, um, it's funny because I started Far Cry 6 and it's like, in retrospect, and I look at Far Cry 6 and I'm like, okay, yeah, there's like, you know, giant map and you've got all these different missions and, you know, whatever. You got this crocodile in a fucking jersey that follows you around. And it's, you know what I mean? And like, it's, it's, the, it's the very, it's like Ubisoft just, you know, they have, this is what a Far Cry game is, this is what an Assassin's Creed game is. Right. Like, they've, you know, they've got this big open world map with tons of shit to do kind of down to a science they're not deviating that much from it for better or for worse um and you play a game like death loop and while i was playing death loop like death loop don't play that game if if what you want is like a story that has an ending where you're like you know wow that was a really solid story mm-hmm. with solid ending you're not you're not going to get that what you're kind of playing Deathloop for is that um, kind of playground puzzle box 
aspect yeah. like okay hey if i do this thing in the morning i notice this thing changed right. in the afternoon well then that's going to lead me to this thing over here or you know so perfect example is and this isn't really spoiling anything while i was doing a mission one night i went in this house this apartment or sorry in the morning and you could tell that somebody was like planning something out they had like a diagram with like x's and this spot in the middle where it was like and there was like sniper rifles and colt says like hey these guys are like planning an ambush or something like that so then uh as you progress through the story when you go to that area in the middle of the day you get this call on the radio that's like hey i got this gift for you come get it and you're like, well, that's not going to be anything good. They don't actually. And then you realize, oh, shit. You go to where the gift right. is. You're like, this is where the snipers were. This mm. is the ambush. Right. So if you then re- remember that and go back up to where they were, you can kill them. And if you just hadn't realized that and instead opened the box, there's like, you'll get, there'll be an ambush. You have to kill everybody. You get one of the few scoped. I think the only scoped sniper rifle in the game. Mm. Or you could just remember that these guys were planning something and you go kill them and they drop it and you don't have to go through the whole ambush. So it's stuff like that where, you know, there's all these little threads that as you're playing through, you'll find a thread and then kind of follow it along. And it that's where the the value of the game is, is these little these moments in this like kind of puzzle box of like you know, there's one way the game is telling you that you can accomplish this goal, but that's not the only way. There's other ways mm-hmm. to do things too. Now, that being said, when when the time comes to kill everybody in one day, there's pretty much just one way to do it. But on it on the way there, so so like if you go into this expecting like, oh yeah, they're gonna have all these narrative points, and then at the end of it, that things are gonna be resolved. That's not it at all. So don't go into it expecting that you're going to end up being disappointed instead kind of like enjoy it for this experience of seeing how when i do this thing in the morning what impact that has on you know the evening and and that type of thing um which i kind of wish i had known that while i was playing it because i was like somewhat invested in the story because they yeah. do such a big deal about it that I was like, right. okay, well, what happens when you make the choice to either break the loop or stay in the, like, what happened? And then it was like, you know, there's just barely this thing. And you're just like, well, what the fuck? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, you know. Well, I mean, it, it should be stated. Sometimes when you do get that, though, you get the Matrix reloaded and Revolution. So maybe you don't want to know what happens. Yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Um, it's just, you know, it's just a little frustrating because, yeah, you know, it, it, I don't think it should... I, I think that if you're going to drop, you know, this stuff, these narrative points, then you should probably do oh, something with it. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree with you. And, I, and it is disappointing for me because I, I wanted to play the game too. You know, I, I said before, like, part of it was because I wanted to play one of those games but not have to worry about fucking sneaking around and i guess that's not the case and um, so now because prey i loved prey so much and i thought the story was so good and even the dishonored games i mean half the time i don't fucking know what's going on but i know i'm having a good time yeah it, it, uh, it, it kind of sucks that everything i wanted from death loop sounds like it's not going to be the case yeah i mean it they you know they do kind of make a point to say like you know 
I don't know, you you, you don't want to be um, kind of going in guns blazing. Um, right. But yet, you kind of also feel like you want to go in guns blazing. So, <laughs> um, but it, it's it's a great way to end up like, you know, getting yourself killed. Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, but it, but again, it's like you know, like I like I mentioned before when we were talking about it before. There's, it really is impressive the level of kind of design and and the consideration mm-hmm. of things that they had to take into account in order to, um, you know, kind of provide that type of experience and yeah. and you know. Oh yeah, that's that's fucking. That might as well be wizardry. Like if yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, there's no way. <laughs> it's like I I have a hard time like sometimes just getting two different cooked things on the table at the same time. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like that's that's basically the level of of, right. of difficulty <laughs> I'm having, and I'm sitting here, you know, like irritated that they didn't pay off all the narrative <laughs> beats, and I'm like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> not really one to be I should, probably shouldn't be complaining but here we are <laughs> um, and then yeah I started Far Cry 6 and it's Far Cry so uh, yeah. it's sillier which if you can imagine which doesn't seem like that's even possible but but here we are I do feel like as I've started this that I just I don't know if maybe I'm I am starting to tire of this type yeah. of game. Yeah, because it, like you said, it's Far Cry, right? And I don't care where they put it or what coat of paint they slap on it. It's Far Cry 6, and that's not counting, you know, the non-numbered ones. And right. they're all essentially the same game. So. Yeah, and normally, like, I'm fine with, like, hey, here's a big map, let's go do things. But I guess I just, I don't know. As I get more into it, maybe it'll it'll surprise me as I as I as I play it. Um, well, like you know, we 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 hated five, right? Story, but yeah. man, fuck if it wasn't fun to just fuck around in that map, though. Right, and I you think know. this would be you know the same thing. Um, yeah. It is annoying though because they keep having everybody speaks English, but it's a Spanish speaking country, mm-hmm. and they just will break into Spanish phrases mid-sentence. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't think that's how that works. I think if you're in a Spanish-speaking country and everyone speaks Spanish, they just fucking speak Spanish, right? <laughs> and if they have a word that doesn't exist in Spanish and only exists in English, well, yeah, in that case, they're going to use that word. They don't speak English. And then right. for, you know, just drop a couple words of Espanol in the middle of the sentence. Like, I don't <laughs> think that's how that works. Um, so it's like, why not just have them do yeah. a fucking Ghost of Tsushima? Just yes, you know what I mean. Like, God, let yes. them speak Japanese. Well, not like, this game; that wouldn't make sense. But like, <laughs> like, sure. like, right, let them speak. Like, do both. Be like, you can either they can speak Spanish and you can have subtitles on, or they speak English. Right. But to right. do this weird hybrid, or it's like it doesn't make sense. You know, whatever. And then it's just like, yeah, like, oh, here's this crocodile, this fucking alligator that follows you around. All right. All right, sure. I guess. I got a fucking rocket launch, like a, like a, I have a, I have a backpack that shoots 
rockets. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, and I have a, a, I have a, I have a alligator and a, and a Knicks jersey or whatever, like a hockey jersey, I mean, or whatever. Sure. In five, you know, we had a, a semi truck with, with M60s mounted in the headlights and a fucking bear named Cheeseburger. So it's like it's not, you know, out yeah, of the realm. <laughs> right. Exactly. I know, but I guess I don't know. It's just like like even then I started feeling it when I was playing Valhalla, where I was just mm-hmm. like, I just. And I don't know if it's because when I played Immortals, that game felt, even though it was still a map and you went to play the things, it was like, because there was like, I don't know, it just felt fresher with the types of puzzles and the type of combat and, and that type of thing. Well, I, I, you know, not to keep getting going off on the same tangent, but man, it's it's fatigue is going to happen if they're going to continue to shovel out these yearly fucking iterations of these series. And like, you know, there was a reason why far cry three almost felt like a fucking event when it came out. It had been a while. Right. And it was so good because they took their time and made an amazing game. Right. And, and when they're stuck with this yearly model, even though they have different studios, it's the same shit over and over again, regardless of the map or the time period. It's the same game. And even Valhalla, like, where there was two years in between, yeah, it's like you're you're pulling from all of recorded history. Mm-hmm. It doesn't all have to be. And I mean, they did make changes with the way the combat and all that stuff was, but it's still, mm-hmm. you know, you, there's a map, and you go and you uncover parts of it, and then you go to all the icons, and and I mean, now. Yeah. It's like, yeah, people are buying it. I mean, I'm renting Far Cry Six. I I bought Val, so I mean, I'm I'm part of the problem. Um, but like normally, I would have bought a Far Cry game, but yeah. not this time because I'm like, I I want the ability to say no, and I right. can give myself that ability if I rent it instead of paying sixty bucks for it. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, but yeah, I agree. It's like, I mean, there's just got to be different things that you could do. In order to, you know, yeah, switch things that's, up. That's the hope. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, so, so we'll see. I mean, I'm gonna keep at it just because. I mean, I just started it. I, 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 right. I think I, I got it. I got it Saturday. I think I, I made play. I, I've maybe played two hours of it, three mm-hmm. hours of it, maybe. Um, so I'm not really in a good, a good position to to really uh it but it's like you know it it's like it just starts out and you're just kind of like <sighs> okay yeah <laughs> it's like it reminds me like when 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 i went to see rise of skywalker and the crawl started and they're like the emperor speaks and i went yeah. <sighs> all right <laughs> at least this is what i wanted like i already read the reviews it's like this isn't what i wanted but like, yeah. all right, we're here. Fine, let's. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the difference is that was two and a half hours, and this is gonna be like fucking eighty, and I'll be like, oh, gotta go to that right. question mark. Derp, derp, derp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, all right. So that's episode one hundred thirty-two for us. So next episode we will definitely. So we have both seen and finished Midnight Mass. We just wanted to make sure that we had enough time to talk about it, so we'll definitely be make uh, we'll make sure um, on our next episode to give it the attention um, 
that it deserves. My my boss at work, he had messaged me. I had some work to do Saturday morning, and he messaged me. He's like, oh, he's like, I'm watching Midnight Mass. And I was like, cool. He's like, what else has this guy did? And I was just like, blah. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm like, ah. Yeah. Are you in for it? Oh, man. Good day for that guy. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> but, he's uh, in for a treat. Several yeah. treats. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, so we're definitely we definitely will be will be getting into it. Um, but um, so thanks so much for hanging out with us again. This has been episode 132 of uh, Divided by Werewolves, and uh, we look forward to spending some more time with you in the next two weeks. So for myself and Mitch, thank you so much for hanging out. Uh, good night and have a good.